Hey, what's up guys? So, full disclosure, um, I am recording this about 6 p.m. on Monday, even though I usually record on Saturday or Sunday night and release on Monday morning. Um, but this week's been extremely busy. My mom had surgery on Friday morning. They removed a tumor from around her kidney. So, she that went well. She was released from the hospital Sunday. And she's back home today, so everything's good. Everything turned out fine. So that's awesome. Um, other than that, it's just been, well, I guess between, like, trying to run around and, um, you know, do what I could to help out and take care of her and everything else. Uh, in between that, I've had work. And then, you know, just like my creative endeavors have really started to take off and build some momentum, so... I'm trying to keep pushing forward with that as well. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen I started doing some videos and I've been messing around with some different techniques and everything like that. So yeah, uh, you'll probably hear some of that drop out of the podcast because um, I've also been talking to people about podcasting and stuff. Um, some of the other creators I've con I've uh, connected with on like Instagram and Twitter and the question I always get asked is like, what, you know, what is a pod? Why do, why did I choose to do a podcast in a period when video is, uh, where a lot of people have gone? And my answer to that is number one, I'm just a huge fan of podcasts. So when I think about creating, that's kind of like where I go in the first place is I want to create something that I already enjoy. I already enjoy podcasts. So that's my first thought there. Um, but also, I think the reason that I like podcasts and the reason that I want to have my own podcast is because it's very intimate. Not just in the sense of, like, I'm talking directly into your ear, but it's intimate because this can be, like, a very open and uh, nonchalant atmosphere. The problem I find with video, especially video where somebody is on camera, um, like the videos that, that you may have seen on my Instagram, there's this very, there's a, there's a very unique flavor to it, if that makes any sense. Like, because you're being watched, one, your background needs to be kind of uninteresting, because if there's more interesting things going on behind you, it, it can make you kind of hard to watch, if that makes any sense. So, so, you know, you're distracting your audience. So one, you want to have a good background that, you know, looks interesting, but it's not so interesting it takes away from your attention, or it takes away the attention that's being given to you. Also, your mannerisms, the way you move, where you're looking, things like that can also be distracting and people miss elements of your video. So for me, podcasts are, you know, much more intimate and nonchalant because when you can't see the person speaking, your only focus is what they are saying. And so I do find that I learn better and return, retain more information through a podcast. And so that's what I want to deliver in a podcast that I'm giving to others. Um, you may have also seen that I've been doing artwork in a way. Um, really, it's all done on my phone. I have a Galaxy Note 9 and I use as much of that power as I can. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been doing, I, I have an app called PixArt. It's free. I highly suggest it and recommend it. It is a good app. Um, and it has a feature where I can import a photo and then I can 
um, add layers like Photoshop, I can add layers and I can paint on those layers or really I could paint directly on the picture if I wanted to. Um, but essentially my process is import a photo, add a white layer below it. And then I start adding layers on top of the photo and each layer I'll paint something by using the mat the color matching uh, tool. Then I can find the color of say the skin and then I just paint all the skin. And then I'll add a layer and I'll use the color matching tool to find the color of like the hair and then I'll paint over all the hair. And so as you stack those layers then you turn off the layer with the photo and you get this very like cartoony flat design. And then I've also been taking and messing around with all the different brush techniques. Um, I do use the S Pen that comes with my Galaxy Note. Um, I really like it because it has a fine point to it, unlike pretty much every stylus I've ever tried to use. It has a fine point, and there's also something with the texture of it and the texture of the screen that makes it feel more like drawing on regular paper. It's still not quite the same, but it does give like a, a sense of the friction and resistance that is present when writing or drawing on pen and paper and pencil and everything. So I like that as well because it doesn't make it does make it feel like I'm actually drawing on something rather than sliding something across a piece of glass. So that's how I've been doing that, and um, I've had mixed responses from myself and others. Um, I think the first one I did was of myself, and um, that one was really just testing the waters and seeing if I could even make that process work for me. The second one was of my daughter, my youngest daughter, and um, that one I thought came out really well in a, in a lot of uh, ways as far as like the detail. The clothing had pretty good detail on it, and the facial structure and the facial features the way I did the painting on her, um, it gave a really cool effect. So I was really happy with how that one turned out on that front. And then the most recent one that I did that just went up yesterday is from a picture of my niece. And on that one, I really wanted to play around with the different brushes and the settings and the techniques and everything. So what happened was I focused a lot on the clothes because her clothes had like this very unique like floral pattern. And I actually ended up being able to re to replicate that in a really cool way. Like the clothing, the details on the clothing came out really good. The pattern came out really good. I was really happy with that part. But on the face, I think I tried to get a little too detailed and I used too thin of a brush. And so instead, she, her face kind of looks like she's 70 years old or something instead of uh, like 14, I think. So, um, yeah, it and I'm super happy with it. Like, no complaints. Yeah, like I said, the face didn't come out very well. And I couldn't get the feet to work for some reason. That was really weird. But the feet just kept looking worse the more I did to them. So, ultimately, um, I ended up not liking the feet and the face. But I thought the clothes turned out really well. And I would highly suggest everybody go check that out and see how cool the floral pattern actually came out in a piece of art that I did on my phone. You know, I think people forget how powerful phones have become sometimes, but um, I maxed out all the layers I could do and everything on that particular photo. So that was a really cool and fun way to do things. It was a cool experiment. I learned kind of the maximum reaches of the power of my phone and PixArt, the app. Um, but at the same time, I got to practice and learn a lot of different techniques.
and you probably can hear that now so i should go ahead and also say i am recording in my car again because it's a great place to block the wind out and not have a bunch of kids making noise the whole time i'm trying to record um, but you can hear the rain hitting the roof and the windows so welcome to houston it rains every day and while it's not raining it's hot so there's your choices you're either really hot or you're getting soaked by the rain so i tend to choose rain over heat um yeah and then uh i guess also approaching the the videos uh there's a creator on he's on instagram but his big focus is youtube his name is burke family 54 um and he's a comic book guy uh i met him through my local comic book shop they do a uh a video every tuesday evening where they basically are unboxing all of the comic books that go on sale the next day because they get them in uh, on Tuesdays because they're a comic book shop. And so they have a couple of different YouTube people that they collaborate with and stuff. So one of them is uh, Burt Family 54. And so they kind of connected me with him because he's into Power Rangers and Power Ranger comics as well. So me and him have been kind of connecting over Instagram and stuff. And last wednesday july 10th uh go go power rangers number 21 came out and so me and him were exchanging messages most of the day once we had both read it we were exchanging messages back and forth about what we thought and you know what our speculation was for the story where things are going how it's all coming together and one thought we had was um you know maybe we should do a collaboration video or a, a collab show or something so i'm not saying that's like hundred percent i'm not saying it's in the works but there could pe potentially be a uh, monthly power rangers show that i'll be doing um with burke family 54 so that would be a cool way to kind of like recap the month of power rangers and what went down because we're currently on a two book cycle so there's two book two power rangers books coming out every month now um so it may be a thing that we do now from now on uh, or at some point in the future, you know, once a month, probably go over what happened in Power Rangers this month. So that would be really cool. I'm excited about that. Um, and, and talking with him kind of gave me a lot of like creative energy for like the videos. And so I think that's where I kind of came up with the video ID idea. And then I was also looking on, um, well, I was thinking about where I spend my time. Um, like I said, there's been a lot of questions about, you know, videos where everybody's going, blah, blah, blah. Then I'm talking to a video creator and that's like his focus. That's how he likes to do things. And so I was like, well, you know, I've been thinking about how can I get my reviews out faster? And I spend all my time on Instagram, um, a little bit of Twitter, but mostly Instagram. And I was like, you know, I really like videos in the feed because they just pop up. And particularly what stands out to me is, um, you know, Gary V and, uh, like stand up comedy appear in my feed a lot. And they do these videos that are much longer than what you get in Instagram. And so you have to go to IGTV, which is an app I already had, but you know, this was making use of it. So I started to look into that and what that's all about. And it's essentially YouTube for Instagram. Um, it's based, it's built more around vertical video but I think they did recently start allowing horizontal video, which I don't understand. To me, get rid of the horizontal video. That's kind of the big thing that was keeping them separate from YouTube was vertical video. They were forcing creators 
to get more creative and come up with something new. And honestly, I kind of like that format better because it eliminates a lot of extra background. Yeah, you can see more head-to-toe action, but it does away with, um, you know, on YouTube, you have a lot of creators that are shooting in 16 by 9 widescreen, and it's just them standing in front of a camera with, like, a ton of background behind them. And oftentimes what you get is like this little tiny version of them because they have to be zoomed out enough for you to see their hand motions while they talk or else you're up close and the only emotion you're getting, the only emotive you're getting is from their face. So that's kind of why I like the vertical video format is that it provides you enough space to put yourself there. You can have all your hand motions um, without being too far away. And it eliminates like these wide backgrounds because I don't really see the point in a wide background if your video, the video style and format that you're doing doesn't really necessitate a wide background. Um, I also like the way that Gary Vee does the square videos. And so then you get the square video with the wide or with the uh, vertical video background. And so you can put text above and below the video or you can, um, you know, add a picture background or whatever else, you know. So to me, that's really cool because it fills out the format in more than one way. Um, so to me, that was really cool. So that's kind of why I've been... And IGTV just launched last year, um, I think like last June or July. So it's a year old at this point, And there's a lot of people there, but there's not that many people there. And YouTube has, or I'm sorry, Instagram has like billions of followers. So I really, I do see IGTV as like kind of the next big thing in video. Like, I don't know what, it's going to have to be a service that comes out of the blue because YouTube is dominating. Um, and then you have like Vimeo and Daily Motion and stuff that nobody's really paying attention to. Um, and then you have IGTV, which is probably the second biggest competitor, and they have something very unique to them. They have the vertical video format, they have the square video format, and then they also have billions of users already, and anything you put on IGTV can be shared directly into Instagram, which is like a, a huge benefit. Like, Because um, here's the thing, I know I'm getting kind of long on all this, but here's the thing with YouTube. YouTube has been around for years, since 2005, and... Um, you know, Google has been around forever, and then they built the Google profiles. You have a Gmail address, and that's connected to all your Google stuff. At one point, they came out with Google+, and that was a big flop. But I feel like lately, they've the last year or so, they've been trying to re-engineer YouTube to be a video-based social network. And it's not really working for them, to be honest. Um, I do feel like it has become more social since they started doing that, but at the same time, it's still not there. Like, nobody goes and hangs out on YouTube and watches videos, but I honestly, I, I open up IGTV and I just let it play, and it auto-plays videos, and some of them I like, some of them I don't. I heart the ones I do like, I share the ones that I really like, and it, it all stays within Instagram. I'm not going anywhere. Every time I see a YouTube video I like, I have to send it to somebody from, I have to copy the link from YouTube or hit the sharing button and open up another app to put the, the link in the message and send it and all of it. Like, it's so much work. 
Instagram has a, they have a really strong ability to keep people in Instagram and still have a video platform that people can share to and from. Where I think IGTV, IGTV is weaker and struggling more though is in um, searchability and discovery. If you want to discover new creators, it's great because that's all it's based on is creators. You cannot go search, as, at least as far as I've found so far, you can't go search for how to book a flight and get a video for that. But you can go search Gary V and find Gary V's videos. So that is one thing. Um, I'm sure there's something with hashtags that I haven't quite figured out or whatever else yet. Um, but yeah, if they could increase searchability for IGTV, I think it would explode. It would be a huge deal. Um, because that's the thing with uh, YouTube is people, people can make a video about anything on YouTube. People can make a video on YouTube about how to make this or how to do this and it will just like get a million hits because you can search it for what it is. But if I make a how to make a peanut butter sandwich video and put it on IGTV, the only people that are going to find it are people that have found me. And so I think that's the one issue they're going to have to overcome. They're going to have to figure out how to make their videos more searchable um, because that is where YouTube dominates. But as far as like social network and everything... I already live in Instagram, so having videos that I can find and share is that much more awesome. So keep watching my Instagram, and we'll see where all that goes. I do plan to continue to use and expand upon and try to figure out this whole IGTV thing a little bit better because, again, I do see this as the future of video as long as they address some of the you know more minor concerns I just mentioned. And then... Probably the third most creative thing going on in my life this week has been writing. Um, I I don't know. I woke up one morning maybe two or three weeks ago now, and I'm in the shower, and all of a sudden, like, clear as day, like, I just, like, saw this whole story unfold in front of me. And it was a story that was taking place in Houston. It was... Um, accomplishing diversity, it was accomplishing tackling social issues, it was everything that I've probably ever wanted to see in the last like 10 or 15 years of my life. I mean, when I think of storytelling and how amazing storytelling can be, this is what my mind has always kind of went to. And so it hit me. I still don't have a title for it, but I have it all written down. I have scripted several pages of it. And I have uh, built backstories around every single character. And so that is uh, kind of where I'm at right now is just finishing out the scripting. I have an idea. I think it's going to be 32 pages. And it's going to be uh, four eight-page stories in a um, sequential art storytelling vibe. So uh, like a comic book or a graphic novel style. 32 pages, four stories, eight pages each that tell not the origin story, but they introduce you to these characters and who they are and what they're about. And that's what's important to me. Um, this actually kind of ties into uh, the Bitter Root Red Summer special that just came out uh, last Wednesday, July 10th. And um, that, one, that book is so cool because what it does is it takes... In the first five issues of Bitter Root, 
you're meeting a family that's in the middle of a situation. And in this situation, you're given kind of a limited perspective on their past and their background. You understand who they are, but you don't really know where they came from. And then the Red Summer Special that just came out, what it does is it takes like these little like six, seven, eight page stories and it kind of like breaks down different characters within the Bitterroot ethos and shows like their backstory and what they believe and why they believe it. So now you're kind of getting this foundation. Um, in a way, it's kind of an origin story, but not quite an origin story. And so that's honestly, that's where I'm at as a storyteller. I'm tired of origin stories. Marvel kind of caught on and they started trying to reduce the amount of origin work they're doing in an origin story. Um, but there's still definitely origin storyness to a lot of what they were doing. Um, people kind of tried to cast Ant-Man as not an origin story, but honestly, that is an origin story. Um, I think Spider-Man Homecoming, they tried to avoid doing origin story stuff. Um, but between that and what you got in the previous, I guess it was Captain America Civil War when we first met Spider-Man... Um, they laid a little bit of groundwork, uh, the YouTube videos and stuff they showed to kind of explain where Spider-Man came from. I personally really like the way that Better Root did it, and that's the story that I am writing, is a story that kind of just drops you in the middle of it, and then it's going to breadcrumb its way into the origins of these characters. But in no way do I want to sit down and go, oh, this is the origin of the character. However, I have sat down and outlined their lives, and so I know like major events and major moments in their lifetime that have shaped who they are and what they believe. And that's fundamental to me as the writer, because that means that I can write everything that's going on now with the perspective of like, this is why they're like that, without actually having to explain this is why they're like that. It also lets me know that later I could go back and write origin stories because honestly, after this book, I want to do this 32 page four story book that kind of tells you who these characters are. I want to follow that and all of their stories will end with the same, same event, same moment. Um, basically there's going to be, um, uh, like a weather alert, a news thing is going to come on the TV and they're going to see something that's about to happen to Houston, which incites the next book, which would be a 32 page team up book where all of these characters are going to meet and there's going to be a big major event that happens and and unifies them all and kind of um, reshapes what we learn about them in the first one in a lot of ways, like. It's not going to reshape who they are, but it's going to reshape the perspective that they're coming into everything with. Um, and so that's my idea for that is like a two book. I mean, that's 64 pages, but two 32 page books. One is more or less the origin story of how these guys meet. The other one is going to be the event. And if I can make those two books take off, um, you know, or at least do well enough to establish themselves at that point, then I would go back and start writing series that really dig into each character and get into a lot of that stuff. And at that point I may or may not start including more of their background and their history, but that's kind of my plan for writing. And I've been connecting with a uh, writer, uh, on Instagram. He goes by the Mantis sword. And he's somebody that goes to the same LCS that I do. Um, we shop in the same comic book shop, I guess, is a better way to put that. And um, 
So, you know, the owners of the shop, they put him in contact with me because they knew that we would be on the same level, I guess. Um, we're both really into indie comics, but he's also writing a comic book. Um, and he's an artist too. So he has written and drawn, I believe he told me three or four issues. Uh, I think he has written and drawn two of them. He's written the third one and started sketching it and outlined like his fourth and fifth book. So based on what he was telling me and the sound of everything, I think you might see his book by the end of the year. That seems to be his goal is to publish by the end of the year. I don't know how exactly he's going to go about doing all that, but me and him have been communicating back and forth. And so um, I'm really excited to see and hear where his progress is and what's going on with that. It also gives me more creative energy. After I talk to this guy, I usually sit down and script like two or three pages just like outright because the ideas just start flowing and flowing and flowing. Um, but like myself, he's a, another guy that has like a ton of ideas and some of them don't fit into the book he's already doing. So, um, yeah, I, I think if I would like to see what he does with his book and I would like to at least get somewhere on my book. But I think it'd be really cool to sit down with him and maybe start working on a project together. Maybe we could um, advance ourselves even farther by working together, you know, because he is um, he is an artist. He, he draws and everything. So that would be a great asset to storytelling in general for me, because all I'm doing is writing and visualizing in my head. And until I sit down with an artist and actually start drawing these pictures until then, I won't really know what it's going to look like or how it's going to be, even though I kind of already see it in my head, you know, but that's not always the reality. So that was 30 minutes of my week, 25 minutes for those of y'all that are really keeping track. Um, but that's kind of where I've been and it's been tons of fun. I've really had a great week. Everything's gone so well. Even the bad moments have turned into good moments. Um, I, I don't know if anybody saw, but on Instagram, I did go to the graffiti park yesterday and um, we took pictures and everything. I was kind of annoyed to go there because not not that I didn't want to go see it all, but just like I'd already had this long day and I felt like I was behind on everything. And so I was kind of grumpy when we went there, but we got there we started taking pictures and it just turned into a lot of fun. And I walked away from it going like, one, this was more fun than I thought. And two... Um, it's a lot of inspiration, you know, the book that I'm writing, the, the work that I'm doing, a lot of it is very, I mean, Houston is a character in this story as well. And so I want to use real actual locations. So I don't know why I scoff at doing these kinds of things because I went down there, I'm taking pictures and I'm like, I already see where this is going to fit into the book. Like I get so many great ideas and these locations are important to me because I love this city and I love, I love being here and I love you know, everything about it. So writing a story, it's important to me, but yet sometimes I get stuck in myself and my own agenda and what I want to do. And I forget that sometimes you have to live life to get the experience to bring back into storytelling. So that's kind of where I've been this week. It's been a great week. A lot of good things have been happening for me. Everything's moving in the right direction. And I think I promised that this was going to be a episode about the elements of storytelling but I'm not totally 100% ready to talk about that yet 
um, part of being so busy and being behind on everything is I didn't really get time to do a proper outline. So even though I know what I want to talk about, I don't want to mix it all up. So I'm probably going to go ahead and shelve that idea for next week because I'm already at 30 minutes and I haven't even started to talk about that. And usually I try to do like 10 to 15 minutes of life and then, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of, uh, you know, a certain topic. So I'm going to go ahead and shelve it for this week because there's been so many good things going on that I've already talked about and I'm super excited to share that with everybody. So it is what it is. Stay tuned next week and um, hopefully I can update you on some progress while still staying on topic and getting to the point of everything. So I'm having a great week. I had a great week. I'm going to have a great week and I hope that everybody else will join me on that same journey of just having the best week possible. So keep doing what you're doing, keep dreaming what you're dreaming and keep pushing as hard as you can push. And I'll see you next week.